0: are you? Good Sean Gaffney. How are we doing? I'm sensational. Can't complain. Can't complain. So welcome to episode two of the West of Scotland running podcast. And we've got a very, very good guest for you coming up within the next 10 minutes or so. Um, I won't explain who he is just yet, but we'll just let you see who he is within the next few minutes or so. But anyways, Pete, so how's your week been? How's your training been going this week?
1: Uh, not too bad, mate, a L- little bit up and down um, started off OK. In fact, starts the week was brilliant. Ran uh, about 12, 12 miles or so up in the, the Kilpatricks with uh, a guy who I work with. Uh, different departments. Uh, it's the first time I've actually ran with him, but known him for a while. Runs for Dumbarton FX Club, a guy called Mark Walsh, uh, really strong on the hills. Took me up there, uh, did a couple of two mile efforts up and down the hills, which was really tough. Uh, really good session of K reps on Thursday. Couple of lemonades on friday night um so a bit worse for wear the last couple of days but yeah all good for a, a race coming up on wednesday that we're going to talk about later Yeah. how about okay.
0: you how about I'm you okay i'm okay mate i'm okay i've just had a bit of a ever since the national had that high it band hamstring hip, whatever it was but it seems to be you know going away just now so last week got in 40-ish miles then today rounded it off for another kind of 40-ish mile week. So, Is getting there, getting there. And then just on a Tuesday night with the guys doing the five minute efforts, you know, yeah. um, doing five or six of them, I'm just hanging on for as long as I can. And um, that Tuesday, it was just, you know, three laps or so. And just going at their pace. And instead of me hanging back, running slower, and I was just like, no, I'll just hang on to the guys as long as I can. But, oh, it's getting there, it's getting there. But, yeah. That's what we can do. But one thing before we go ahead, Pete, you booze, you lose. Okay, so no more, no more lemonades. If you want to run to Scotland again, you know.
1: Listen, it was a, it was just a, a, a one off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not really built for, for drinking at all. So, um, it was a, yeah, a rarity. Uh, works night out and, and a, a pre wet in the baby's head for heat. So
0: yeah, you know. And those but, of you who no, don't know. Good. Pete is expecting. Well, his wife is expecting Pete. Um, he's just going to be the dad, you
1: know. <laughs> oh, I, literally, I, all I want to do is is try and win a race. Those I don't really remember those days, or or, or, or apart from any sort, any sort of, I, I just want to win a race so I can do the whole celebration.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. that's it
1: yeah. I know yeah. Fingers crossed. Not long to go. I just want a healthy baby, and then uh, that'll be the end of my running career. So yeah. Exactly. Happy days.
0: Exactly. Mate. So. We're going to talk about a couple of races, results First of all, so what's been going on in the racing world these right, days? Right,
1: okay, yeah. I'll uh, I'll take it from there, then, mate. Um, well, I think it's quite apt, um, that we're going to talk about one. It's just a small race. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just a little little race. Um, yeah, I think
0: the guy that was ninety-five miles, you know.
1: Yeah, ninety-five, ninety-six, mate. I, I think the official—I don't know the official. Some people would say ninety-six. I know that it's changed the course over the years, but um, I think the guy we're going to speak to shortly might know a thing or two about it. So we'll we'll come on to that. But yeah, we off off with a bang uh, West West Highland Way race. Uh, obviously, massive race in the in the the running Scottish running calendar, especially obviously in the in the ultra world. Anyone that's run any kind of distance over a marathon, will know in Scotland, will know of the West Highland way race, iconic race. So that was last Saturday. Uh, I'll, I'll go, with, I'll, I'll try not to keep us too long because we've got a bit to get through. So race winner, uh, a chap called Stuart Johnston, I believe in 16 hours, 35 minutes and 31 seconds. So just trying to get your, your head around that, Sean running for 16 hours. So fair play, hats off to him. Uh, second place, uh, Dave Ward in 17 hours and three minutes. So just just shy of half an hour behind. He was the first uh, vet faulty as well. First male faulty. Third place was a guy called uh, Stuart Ross. Uh, I think he follows our page on social media. So I believe so. Stuart Ross Media. If I'm hi, right, so shout. Yeah. So hi Stuart. Thanks. Hi. Stuart. Uh, hi. Uh, I've not met you. I don't know who you are, but thanks for taking the time to at least follow our page. Um, and then sure he's a place- lovely
0: guy. A lovely, lovely guy.
1: You know Stuart, yeah.
0: No, I'm just saying. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. You know. If yeah. he follows a page, it just means he's an instant cool guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, almost up there with uh, our, 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 I don't know. I've, I've kind of dubbed him as one of our, our favorite followers. Uh, is it Jerry Gallagher? Ger- is he green at Glen Park? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, yeah, Jerry, lovely guy. Yeah, shout Great out guy. to Jerry as well. Uh, I, th- I think that's all of our followers covered. Anyway, but right, moving on. So fourth place, uh, I've got again, excuse my pronunciation. I've got Powell uh, Simbalista, eighteen hours, four minutes, forty-seven seconds. And then we're kind of going through um a routine of doing the top five so in fifth place we've got uh, uh matthew bird 18 hours 19 minutes and 37 seconds so uh well done to those guys um although we're only doing the top five um i'm going to come on to a race shortly where i came sixth so it's a bit awkward we might have to make exceptions so on that note it'd be rude not to mention uh a friend of mine uh, a guy that i've raced several times over the years and uh, more recently in the, the ACP 100K last year. Uh, Carl Gregg, uh, fair play to him. Uh, I was covering it on the tracker and uh, it looks like he went off at a, a good pace, you know, not not suicidal. He's obviously a fit guy. He's got the experience um, and he was certainly in, in the mix early on at the checkpoints. He he came home in ninth, but it looked like it was, a, a, really went into the hurt locker. So, but massive respect, 19 hours, 22 minutes, 32 seconds. But yeah, when, when I can only imagine, you know, obviously I've, I've been in the hurt locker over 100 k 62 miles, but 95, 96 miles, different ball game. So fair play. Yeah. Uh, and then on to the women, first place, and we should mention seventh overall in the whole race. So amazing run, Alison McGill. Um, I've only met Alison once, so I, I do know Alison, love, lovely girl. Um, and yeah, really congratulations to her because she was supposed to be running the Anglo-Celtic plate for Scotland um in the in the team this year in April in, in Crugavan, Northern Ireland, but she was injured. Um, but she told the the, the uh, Scottish team that she was injured, and they still asked her to travel out with the team. Um, so she was great there for support, etc. So um, I'm glad she's you know got that injury behind her and come back with a, a win. So 19 hours, um, two minutes, and 41 seconds. Also the first vet forty. So moving on, second place Nikki Arthur in the women's race, 20 hours, 15 minutes, 44 seconds. Third place uh, Jacqueline Wilson, 20 hours, 27 minutes, 36 seconds. Fourth place. Now I'm expecting you to come back with a quip here when you hear the name. So fourth place was Saki Nakamura in twenty-one hours and twenty-six seconds, eighteen sorry, twenty-one hours, twenty-six minutes, eighteen seconds. So
0: I do I do love a Nakamura. A Nakamura. Yeah. As a Celtic fan, it gave me so many good memories. Especially against yeah. um, that those, those little slugs, my United, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's it's Nakamura, you double. So just Yeah, uh, Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs> right and in fifth place uh, we've got lorna mcmillan 22 hours 22 minutes and 48 seconds um again uh we've got lots of results to get through so quickly first of uh, 50 on the day was a robert montgomery 21 hours and 19 minutes 1st N m60 fair play to these guys doing that uh was a uh, a graham hall 22 hours and three minutes uh 1st N m70 I'll be lucky if I could put my socks on if if I reach that that age. So fair play, uh, Andy Cole. Uh, I'm not sure if he used to play a bit of football as well. Uh, 32 hours, 42 wow. minutes. Fair play, that's yeah, amazing. And then uh, onto the women's side. As I said, Alison was the first vet 40 and women's winner. And first vet 50 was Paula Diamond. Um, 22 hours, 59 minutes. And then yeah, first women's vet 60, uh, Fiona Rennie, 31 hours, 52 minutes. Uh, and yeah massive respect to, to you know female vet 60s finishing that distance although we're only talking about the the winners of the vets races it'd be bad not to mention it looks like that race there considering it's the the women's vet 60 west island way she was just literally four minutes ahead of the second place vet 60s can you imagine that over that that sort of distance so that must yeah. i think it was a sally nickel in 3156 so a four four minutes that's like a that's like half a second over a, a 10k uh there you go crazy uh i will just quickly mention uh since we're talking about the west highland way and we have a, a chap who knows all about it the record for that race rob sinclair 13 hours 41 minutes and eight yeah. seconds 2017 uh, and the women's record holder lucy cohoon 17 hours 16 minutes 20 seconds 2007 so just to put those times into perspective, I, I gather it was a really hot one on, on on the Saturday as well. So, yeah, we'll hear more about that race from our, our, our guests shortly. Uh, running through quickly the same day, um, the big race was the run Loch Lomond 10K, formerly the Vale Leven 10K first place. Yours, uh, well, not yours truly, but in uh, Inverclyde AC, big friend of uh, yours and I, uh, Gregor Yates, big Gregor, 3155. Um, good run from him. I, I think he was uh, retaining the title from the year before. Second place, a guy called Jonathan Moore, who I had the pleasure of meeting. Uh, he's a physio. He knows, he knows a friend of Alan John Myers from our club. Uh, Jonathan Moore from Motherwell AC, 3312. Third place, Stuart Gibson, 3226 from Cambuslang. Fourth place, big Paul, sorry. Everyone in the West of Scotland who runs oh. or will know Paul.
0: Everyone's th- heard. Everyone's heard them as well. If you've heard him as Sorry, you've heard them as well.
1: That's right. And we've all... Um, seen the bandana uh Paul sorry 34 39 from Shettleston, former winner of the race as well and then in fifth place uh Fraser Armstrong from Bella Houston Harriers 3501 and then closely followed behind from some guy from in the uh, but we won't talk about that so that was that um right moving on it's quickly
0: we mentioned to Jason Kane as well during that race um Jason um he's been trained on Tuesday and he's been running really really well he's been getting his pbs uh, over 3k he's actually every single three thousand meter race he's did uh, since December he's won every single one of them It'd be a club one or a miler meet uh, but during that lock loman 10k he was on course for like a time close to his pb he ran 35 42 but he, he dropped his car key <laughs> at some point in the race and he had to go back and get it and then obviously there's a whole crowd of people around towards him, and so he ended up lost a bit of good no, 20 to 30 seconds so well done to jason for <laughs> for keeping that going after having it battle through people get your car key back.
1: that's right yeah yeah i, I look back to see because I, I saw saw something that happened he was just on. So much we were together there it was me him and tamba so yeah quick mention there Um, obviously david Tamburini as well he was part of we, we managed to win the team so that was good in the mm-hmm. ac 13 and myself uh Tambor and, and and jason oh no sorry jason was the fourth scorer obviously big gregor was in front of me Uh, Gregor, myself, Tamba, followed on by by Jason. Uh, Canvasland was second with Motherwell in third. Uh, Dumbarton team, uh, sorry, the women's ladies, Dumbarton won the team, uh, followed by Garst Cube in second and Motherwell. Uh, I should mention that the women's race, sorry, quickly on that. Um, And also as well, I haven't haven't met this um, this athlete before, but great run um, because she was the first woman home and also the first under 20. Her uh, name is, uh, again, pronunciation, apologies if this is wrong, Mia Padma bahan Don't know how about pronounce pronunciation. She's from Garscube anyway, but 37.51, uh, great run. Second place, in, uh, or who was the first senior, but second in the race, Sophie cantee from Dumbarton, 40.20. Third place, Kirstie Mann from 40-44. Fourth place, Catherine Wiley from uh, Dumbarton, 42.03. And fifth place was Gemma Morris, 42.35 from Motherwell. Um, we need to quickly mention as well, um, there was a, a, a fairly, fairly quick sort of park run, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he was yeah. definitely going at sub-17 pace yesterday over in Edinburgh near yeah. Uh a guy definitely. you might
0: know. well uh, under, at, I, I even texted him during it saying, by the way, you, you know you're under sub-17 pace. Yeah,
1: yeah, there you go, so at Andy Butcher, um, no Butchie, no party, um, 13.45, so Breaking the, the park run world record, formerly held by Olympian Andy Badley. Um, so yeah, thirteen forty-five. It's not bad. And second place, I think uh, we won't go through all of it. You know, but second place, not far behind him, shows you the quality of that run. Jamie Crow, fourteen twenty-three. Uh, and I should just mention, I don't know this guy myself. You might do, Sean. I've not met him. But the course record, uh, not that the not the overall park run record, but the course record there was held formerly by a local runner, um, Ross Tall. I believe so. Yeah, uh, Ross, Ross
0: too was a he was he doesn't run anymore. I'm pretty sure he he had a couple of kids but then he, he started in parklands, uh, right. pushing, a, pushing his kids in a pram. But Ross was an incredible athlete. He was I think he was British either under 20 or British under 23 1500 metre champion. He there ran 341. Yeah. I think I'll need I'll have to check but Ross was so oh, he had yeah. incredible speed and I think Craig well, what he spoke we've... about when he would rank Craig Ruddy was there at the british championships and yeah I think that ross was like the favorite that year and i think all the other english guys were all quite wary of him and they said they got the 300 meters to go and ross just just took off and nobody like literally nobody could stand with him that's how good an athlete he was
1: there you go yeah that's good yeah it's there's something to be said for people that have got those those big finishes they're such a great oh. tool to have Fortunately, you and well, especially me we're not we're, we're not blessed with that but it reminds me of a, a friend of mine Andy Rayner give him a mention he'll come on the, and talk to us at some point but he used to be a, a classic I think it was a a leech and unleash it was called so we would literally just hang on and then get to the business end of the race and bomb off he would go um but his hamstrings and Achilles are, are completely screwed now so he's uh yeah his his days are doing that are long gone but uh, that exactly like-
0: that's exactly <laughs> oh wow
1: that's that
0: some
1: exactly guy. <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah I know yeah he, he he's got some pace as well so there yeah. you go we'll, we'll maybe talk more about him another time and a famous yes. head-to-head he had in the battery with with um one of our hosts uh so there you go uh right just quickly um just quickly going south for the border only because it's a race that's sort of close to my heart um I've never won it it's a race that I would love to to while well, I was third in it in, in twenty. 2013 winning it with 2k to go before the wheels came off but less said about that the better but yeah down the road today was the north downs run which is a 30k multi-terrain race i mentioned it as well because it was also the british masters uh multi-terrain race and that was won by ed bovington who is his local club eisten and Ifield organize the race um but he's now running for leeds ac he lives up there so he does a bit of training with uh, the, the sesame stuff phil assessment and, and emil caress who i forgot to mention in the previous episode he was obviously the first brit home in the london marathon but anyway so ed i believe does a bit of training with those guys he, he won the north downs run today in a course record one hour 51 minutes and 42 seconds 30k 18.6 miles completely up and down multi uh, really undulating great run and, and it was really hot down the road today uh, and the women's race was won by jennifer arnson uh in two hours 30 minutes and 21 seconds so yeah almost 40 minutes behind it there but that just shows you the quality of his run uh, but that's also a really impressive run uh yeah. and quick, quick shout out to our, our mutual friend chris biddle who who came home in i think around two hours 18 and was the third third m40 in the british masters there we go um right, just i'll be the whisper because we don't want to i don't want to keep our guests late so friday the 23rd uh just just gone this weekend livingston ac had an open race on uh, you can help me out with the pronunciation. But our again, our club mate, Ben Patrikas, Inverclyde AC, 3.44.16. Really close finish there, a great run. Second place, Gavin Smith, Canberra Slang, 3.44.55 seconds. Third place, Andrew McGill, and under 20, so expecting a lot more to come from him from Livingston 3.44, again, three three minutes and 44 seconds. I think 0.62, so really close with the top three there. And then just behind those guys was Kieran Riley from Central, 347 23. And then our very own Peter Bradshaw, great run, PB, 348 wow. and 15 seconds. Uh, just quickly into the women's side, I, I've only got limited results uh, that I can see. We've got Kirsty Walkoff from Edinburgh in 425. Um, uh, Kirstian McCauley, 438 from Kastorfin. And we have Nicole, no, sorry, that is wrong, not Nicole mercy sanchez ola i believe from edinburgh in 4:42. but well, that that concludes the race results obviously we could be here all day lots of running going on but they're some of the ones that uh that have stuck out for us um yeah. so yeah i think that's that's it from the result uh, from the results side of
0: things sean yeah and then on wednesday this week we've got the the scottish Veteran harriers 5k at claybank industrial estate yeah a very 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 quick 5k it's where i ran my pb a good few years ago well, a long time ago now. Um uh, but what we will do, it uh, is an open race as well, but obviously if you're not a vet and you're not registered with Scottish uh veteran harriers, then you you won't get a prize, etc. But you can still turn up and race. It's a very like I said, very quick race around the industrial state of Canber uh Canberra uh sorry. And we'll put a link on as well on the Facebook page if anyone is interested. Are okay. you are you
1: doing it, Sean? Sorry, are you running? Did you say?
0: Nope. I'm not running. Are
1: you, are you gonna come and spectate?
0: No, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see we'll see. See, I I work in the office on a on a on a Wednesday, so and I need to get my running in and that as well. You know, may always make champions. I've got Valencia marathon in December, so yeah. To, to, to be, be fair,
1: I'm not I'm not sure if the Scottish Veteran Harriers Club um if they've got uh what, what the sort of uh, their their budget is. I don't know if they can afford a, a former Carroll 5K runner uh, winner. Sorry,
0: so yeah, yeah mate, I mean, next year. They, they, they did message me, but again I said. look, this is the fee. I've won the Kilmocombe 10k three times, I was the first ever guy to win the Kilmocombe 10k, and I was a Kilmocombe 5 k champion, so guys, if you can't afford me, then that's just it. But anyways, let's get cracking on, and let's oh, introduce eye. our guest, who is Mr. Ian Beatty, Race Director of the West Highland Way Race, and Chair of UK Athletics. So, hello. So, hello. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you, Ian. Excellent. Uh, this is also our first time meeting you, so thank you very much for agreeing to come on to the podcast. Um, yeah, thanks. Well, with yourself, you know, if those of you who don't know, Ian, um, Ian has spent oh, decades, you know, in athletics. Um, the, I, I did a bit of research on you, Ian. You know, we'll get more into that later on, though. But, Ian, uh, you were chair of Scottish Athletics. And you're chair of UK Athletics, but the, the main thing for us today, you're the race director of the West Highland Way race, and when I did a bit of giggling on you, also found out you've run over a hundred marathons, a hundred half marathons, and you've run the, the West Highland Way a good few times as well. So eight then, times, eight times, I think. Eight, yeah, eight times. Eight,
2: eight times I finished it. Yeah, I've started it another another three times when I didn't finish it. So I would have. Oh, wow. I've, I've been on on the route a few times over the years, yeah.
1: Wow. 10 finishes, so you're in double digits then for the West Island way?
2: Yeah, well, I'm only eight finishes, eight finishes I did, but I've had 11 starts. So my my first attempt, my last attempt, I didn't finish, and there was one in the middle as well where I did
0: DNF, which was was certainly the most painful one. But uh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Through the the power of the power of 10.info, I also found out in 2008 you ran a 24 hour race in Perth as well. And you ran, you, you covered quite a distance, at 171 kilometres as well. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that, that was actually, that ties
2: into very much what I was saying about the, the West Thailand Way. 2008 was a year I dropped out of the West Highland Way race at Rauer and I dropped out really early. And I did, a, I did a very successful spell. I'd done it every year since 2000. Prior to that, apart from two thousand and two, when I when I'd broken my shoulder, so and I and I finished it. I just I, it didn't even cross my mind in two thousand eight. I wouldn't finish it, and I just had one of these days. I was terrible. I, I was in I was in bits at Rodeen and dropped out, and it really floored me. I mean, I've never really known anything like that. It was a it was a real downer for a few months, and I I needed something else to get back and prove I could do it, and that was the reason that I entered the twenty four hour that year. That Adrian Stock was organising at Perth, and yeah. it sort of gave me gave me a bit of self redemption really to be able to go and last the course on it. But uh, I I really enjoyed it. There, there's something, there's something nice about quite privileged in a way to be able to run for 24 hours from the same place, and see yeah, yeah, the full yeah. day pass before you. And uh, I've done I've done I think I've done three 24 hour races now, and I've always felt they are tough, but they're very enjoyable
0: yeah I can, I can only imagine like obviously in marathons you know you maybe get to that point 20 miles or so but <laughs> in a 24 hours like oh you get to 16 hours then then it starts to set and etc like even running for like 16 17 hours i just can't get my head around that but but a lot of people do it you know so
2: they do they so, do and I, I think i i would probably say I've, I've always said to people i think the marathon is the toughest distance because i think you can go out and do the ultras and you get bad spells and you can have a bit of a break you can sit down and get some food and you get going again but the marathon you guys all know that there's just no room for error if you're going for a good marathon then you need you need to get it right and if you yeah if you get it wrong at all your pace your time will quite dramatically it's very hard to pick it back up in a marathon so i always I say to the folk i actually think Delivering a really good marathon to your absolute potential is probably the toughest event. I think right. these is a bit, bit different from that. Just a different mindset. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And and just to check, so obviously that that twenty four hour race you mentioned in in Perth. So was that was that North Inch Park? Was it then? Was that around Loops?
2: Yeah, that was North Inch. Wow. It was a yeah. I think it. I think it's a. There's quite an amusing story of the North Inch the north inch loop is 2.381 kilometers and okay, you know, everybody yeah. listening might say why enough is telling us that but if you multiply that by 21 it comes yeah. to exactly 50k and yeah. uh and if you multiply it by 42 it comes to exactly 100k and it's one of these bizarre coincidences that they've designed a course in perth that doesn't need a different start and finish for 50ks and 100ks it's yeah. just uh so so yeah i mean it says kind of the almost the i'd say it's the home of 24 hour and 100k running in scotland to north end. Right,
1: right, okay and yeah like you say so you mentioned that adrian there obviously i had the, the, the privilege of, of meeting him well just a, just a couple of times i, I was at North Inch park for my ultra marathon 100k debut uh last year uh which which went okay um <laughs> i went through 50k feeling pretty good um and uh yeah and then got to about 65k and yeah realized wow this is a this is something else but no adrian's a great guy obviously he was i was privileged to have him as a the team manager uh for, for scotland in the the acp this year in, in craig over in northern ireland uh but he's a uh, he's yeah he's he's a real stickler for detail isn't he he's a real sort of professional if you like he i i think uh anything he doesn't know about ultra running you could probably write down on the on a bit of toilet paper yeah he, he just <laughs> loved the sport um great guy really enthusiastic like you can just listen to him speaking motivational uh, the knowledge he's got um and i believe he was quite quite good friends with with uh, uh the, the late don ritchie as well so yeah he's a he's a good guy
2: he was he's a, he's a great guy he's a very close friend of mine as well and
1: right okay.
2: adrian's involved in, in the west island where he's a, he's on the committee for that yeah uh, he, he's yeah it's just he's just a close partner as you say I mean, I wouldn't even say ultra running. I'd say a lot of the stuff Adrian does across running as a whole. He he organises the Scottish five k tra- championships at at Nows, which yeah. is yeah. always a brilliant event. I mean, I, I think it's one of the one of the top events in the calendar to see all the all the fast guys take part in that is a real a, a real treat really. So that's Adrian's race too, and yeah, he's yeah. just got a wealth of knowledge of of endurance running.
0: Yeah. So would you say so? Obviously. Even before two thousand and eight, you've had a, an interest in, you know, the West Highland Way and twenty-four hour races. So, would you say that was your main interest when you started athletics? Was the ultra scene, or were you more into shorter distances? And then you want to have a wee stab at the ultra distance? Yeah, I, I built I built my way up to it. I, st- I started running
2: in nineteen ninety when I would realized I got really quite unfit, and I I just done the football referees course and it sort of occurred to me I thought I'm not really fit enough to be referee and I need to get fitter so I started running and I refereed for a couple of seasons but I really enjoyed the running and then then the referee became a it's a bit of a stress people people criticizing and abusing you. it's not a great way to spend a weekend so I I, I was down in Trune at that time and I was a member of Troon Tortoises and at yeah. that stage it was it was 10k's half marathons and marathons and that was really very much what what I did for for really the first eight years I think of, of running I didn't I don't think I had even really heard of an ultra for about about seven years I did quite a few marathons in that time and I I did a few just just sub three hour marathons that was my kind of level mm-hmm. uh, one seventeen was my best half and that was my kind of best period of running but nineteen ninety eight. In fact, it was 97 at the Inverness half marathon. I met a chap, Alan Kay, wearing a West Highland Way Race t-shirt. And I was sort of quite interested in that, got chatting yeah. to him. And that kind of the bug. in 1998 was the first year I tried it. I didn't finish that year. But I came back, supported somebody in 99 and 2000. So sort I of went with a completely different training regime, completely yeah, different yeah. mindset, and finished it then. Uh-huh. So
0: imagine like even that as well. You know, with the marathon, you know, you take on your gels. You know, say every five k or so, but it's mainly about mainly about pace management and hydration. But with the you know, likes of the West Highland Way, uh, West Highland Way, sorry, it's kind of like an eating competition as well. You know, <laughs> you really it's not just a gel. You need to take on you know full meals to make sure you you, you can finish. I I think the nutrition's quite difficult,
2: and I I always found that when I was running one of probably probably the bit I I would say I never I never got right then I I I did spend some time one year with a one of the uh, Sports Scotland Institute of Sport nutritionists I was in the Sports Scotland board at the time and he was quite interested in in ultra marathon running and asked if I would like some help and advice and I worked with him through all of that and even there it was still quite difficult because you're out for a long time, and the race starts at a strange time at one in the morning. Yeah. So, you're trying to yeah. balance balance all of this. I, I I know an awful lot of the runners struggle with it, know what to take. Because I'm I'm not. You can't just take gels for 24 hours and 95 miles or whatever. You need you need to do more than that. And uh, some years it works fine. Some years some years I almost get into something, I'll have my breakfast at breakfast time, lunch at lunch time, dinner at dinner time and just top up in between and that was great. Other years it was a real struggle to keep anything anything down. So that is a, a bit of a challenge. And I think the marathon sometimes quite difficult getting the nutrition right as well. I, for many years, my marathon preparation or food preparation was having a full Scottish breakfast about two and a half hours before people look horrified. And I was actually talking to a guy involved with Scottish rugby and he said in in the sort of eighties that was what they did before games. They'd gone the full circle with the sort of toast and honey. And they're actually back now to much more of the full Scottish breakfast because they realise it's slow release, it's got time to digest as long as you have it at the right times. I thought, you know, sometimes sometimes the experiments we do ourselves, there's a bit of a logic too. If it works for our body then then it can work pretty well.
1: That's it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you've 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 done like you know, met many ultras and and, and marathons, and you you obviously clearly got a, a good degree of knowledge on the nutritional side of thing, which is still a, a learning game to me. As I said, obviously, it was just my my first. I've, I've run lots of marathons, but it was my, my first distance racing anything over twenty six point two miles last year in, in Perth at the the hundred k. So I, I I didn't I didn't sort of um I wasn't sort of blasé about it, and uh, but I just I wasn't fully prepared, and so I've I've done a brief bit of research, but uh a bit like a lot of things i do i, I sort of I, I said i'm not, I'm not going to do it sort of religiously the nutrition but i've, I've got a basic idea of, of, of what i'm doing um but obviously i've learned each race i guess is a learning curve speaking to a, a guy you'll probably know who's, who's very experienced rob turner this year was i was uh, pleased to be part of the team of him so i've got a little bit more um of a, an update on, on the way he does things for, for sort of 100k anyway but um yeah i guess two questions really i mean uh, when we talk about the marathon like you say it's it's important to, to get get that right, the the carbo loading. But uh I just wondered in your own personal experience and and some of the other guys that you, you work with at the, the higher end of the sport, um the sort of carbo bleed out diet is obviously quite a, an old school kind of uh sort of a routine where you sort of obviously you you'll know what it is, you'll deplete yourself of carbs a few days before and then maybe on the, the Thursday or the Friday before a race on a Sunday, then you'll you'll start hitting the carbs. And the idea behind it is that. Um, you know your body stores more glycogen and and so I, I personally not doesn't work for everyone and so what i would say is i don't me personally when i've run my best marathons again i don't do that sort of religiously i would limit my carbs for a little bit so I'm, i just kind of do like a happy medium if that makes sense to to kind of try it and but get away with not feeling like like rubbish so i do that and then I, I go into the carbs and and i've run my best marathons do it so I, I just stick to my routine as I guess a lot of us runners do i'm happy to try new things but that's what worked for me. And as, as I've already mentioned on the previous episode, my marathon PB back in 2008 is still on debut, which is frustrating, because that went amazing. And I just thought, where can I go from here, you know, and it never quite worked like that. But I've got very close to it and run some other good times and uh, since then, but yes, yeah, so I've, I've done that. And then so yeah, about the bleed out. And then I guess my second question really is, uh, without I know, we could probably talk all day about nutrition, but what what are the main kind of key differences i guess from if i'm looking to go from say 100k up until something like the west Highland way what, what are the main key differences there
2: well taking the bleed out first i've i've not heard of anybody really using it for quite a while it's when i when i came into the running it was much more of a of a thing but i think people's results on it were probably mixed i think sometimes it worked and if it didn't work it went quite badly so okay. so so i think folk have been doing much more along the the lines as you described there a bit of maybe building up carbohydrates but but not depleting quite so much because of the the risks associated with that yeah but but i think with nutrition i would always say it's very much an experiment of of what works what works for you and if if you've done something that you find works quite well i would go with that i I think i think looking looking at the longer stuff say the same about having to experiment experiment out and Long days, training days, days out in the hills—all that type of thing. Yeah, there's a there's a huge variety of what people have done. But Richie Cunningham, I, d- I don't know if you know Richie. Richie won the West Highland Way twice in the early sort of 2010, 2011. Richie won it. Richie swore by uh, cold mashed potatoes. He he just right. he just loved them. That was his that was his thing. And I guess when you look at the mashed potatoes, they're very high carbohydrate. Works well. So so that that worked. He, he used that, That's that fueled his race. The, there was another chap, Steve Mason, who's sadly no longer with us. Steve won that 24 hour race, the first one I did in Perth 2008, and was selected for the Scottish uh, ECP team that year. And I always remember the story of everybody turning up with all their fancy nutrition and Steve turned up with 24 donuts, one for each hour. That was his wow. nutrition. And uh, <laughs> And, and I think I, I just keep coming back to it. it's, it's it's very hard to say to somebody this is what you should do I think you've got to try them out and and see what your body can stomach what it can't stomach what it doesn't like and so
1: on okay so so, so basically Kris, Krispy Kremes is the way forward then I know there are other, <laughs> other donut brands out there but but Krispy Kremes for the winner right?
2: it was never it was never my preference the sweet stuff I, th- I think probably the, what I found worked best for me was was chicken and rice soup. Because I felt I got the carbs from that, but also got a bit of a taste. And when you're out running a long time, the sweetness can just make you feel a bit nauseated. You need something else. So the I, I found that uh, I found it was much better. The, the oh, I've got a visitor here with my dog. The, the I found no. it was much it was much better having the uh, the the the, the savoury and the the rice and the benefits from that. But ben? it's yeah, just I, I would say just just test it out. the the problem is that people people react differently under the stress of a race so what their gut might be able to tolerate in a training run might not work when you're a bit more nervous and all the rest so yeah just trial and error really
0: interesting so see as you've been race director for the last that's been quite a while now you've been race director of the west hill and May race so have you
2: 2010 Yeah, i I took over yeah sadly the, the the previous race director Dario Melaragni died of a heart attack in 2009, not long after the race. But there was a group of us got together to make sure the 2010 race went ahead and then we got a bit more structure to it. So I've, I've been involved in the organising race directing since then.
0: I mean, and um, ever, ever since COVID, you know, because people couldn't go anywhere, they couldn't go abroad at all. Like, I don't know about yourselves, but on my Facebook feed, it was just loads and loads of people. Going out into the Scottish countryside, you know, up to where you know where the West people walk in the West Highland Way, etc. As well. So like, as race director, like, have you seen ever since COVID, have you seen an increase in participation in the race ever since COVID, or is it going to be the same kind of regulars you've had? We we have seen we've seen a
2: bit. This year was was our highest number of applications we've had. We we just over five hundred. This year we always restrict the race to three hundred places. And the three hundred places we expect to turn into something like two hundred and thirty starters because we know there's a natural dropout rate. And and we encourage people who aren't fit to drop out. We, we and we do give quite substantial refund to people up to the end of May to do that. So right. so we did have we we have an increasing numbers, but not dramatically. And and I think the trend across most races, what I'm seeing with my UKA hat is that there's probably been a reduction post COVID of people taking part in most races. The numbers of applications are down. I mean, the big races like London Marathon will always be massively oversubscribed, Great North Run. But there's probably yeah. been a reduction in the people. And I I, I don't know the, the answer to that. We've spoken quite a lot about it. And I wonder if people have maybe just got into the way of doing their own challenges and feel that they're satisfied. Doing that and COVID maybe pushed them in that direction. So there were some, I mean, some fantastic challenges during COVID and and indeed afterwards. I mean, as we're sitting, chatting today, I'm, I'm very aware, I don't know if you've been following Jamie Arons, who's who's a good pal. Jamie's trying to set a record for doing the, the Monroes in the shortest possible time. And uh, she's only, when I last saw this afternoon, she's only seven to do. And that would be thirty-one days. She's not used any form of transport at all. She's kayaked across seas, cycled between Monroe's and so on, which is a what, was, know, her she- sorry, Ian,
1: what was
2: her surname? Aaron's A A R O N S. I mean, that that's just a phenomenal challenge, yeah. uh, endurance challenge. And and I'm sure if she finishes it today or tomorrow, it'll be all over the papers tomorrow. We'll, you know, because it'll start picking up in this. But but wow. people have been doing things like that. James Stewart did the. John Muir way somebody else I noticed that beat James's time last week folk are, folk are just looking and saying I actually maybe don't need the formality of racing it's just a bit of a personal challenge against each other
1: it's, yeah. it's funny you mentioned that about the John Muir way because <laughs> such such a small world obviously that that's literally my next door neighbor that did that last week. Martin Gray, but I believe. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I've got my info right because he he did it the opposite way. Um, I'm sure. Jay, I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if there's a sort of a traditional way it's normally run, um, but uh, Martin did it from uh, I think it's Dunbar to Helensburgh, so coming back yeah. this way. I, I might be mistaken, but I think James did it the other way. So, but yeah. So I, I think Martin got the fastest known time coming towards Helensburgh. But yeah, he's he's literally. A, I can almost see him from here. But fair play, he he raised. I, I haven't checked his Just Giving page just yet, but. Um, his target I think was a thousand pounds and he's closer to eleven thousand for the for the Beatson, which as a charity I'm sure we've all, all familiar with. So fair fair play mm-hmm. to him. But um uh, so just just some more West Highland way chat, really. I mean, um over the last few years, since I've I've kind of got the ultra ultra bug, um clearly I've, I've looked into the West Highland Way quite a lot and I've tried to do my research and look at the checkpoints, etc., and split timings and and then I do my my classic, my my classic uh, take on things is for me to to look up who's got the course record look at their marathon pb see if it's quicker than mine see what times they ran and thing but obviously yeah it's it it doesn't quite work like that um but uh you know and so just yeah the other other couple of questions i guess west highland way related is um so you've got the the highland fling and the devil of the highlands um am, am i right is the the highland Fling is that the the uh the second section of the race or is that
2: the Fling flings the first section from all guys to time yeah, right. the Devil of the Highlands is from Tindrum to Fort William.
1: Okay, so, so I guess you would—I I, don't—I don't know. T- tell me what what you uh, you would probably recommend. I would say, surely, common sense would say it would be worth trying to have a crack at one of those first. I would think, or uh, or, or doing that. Uh, so yeah, I guess um, obviously it's the the Devil Staircase. I believe is in in the second part. Of, I've heard all about that. Um, the main section I've I've ran on myself. Um, uh, again, my 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 knowledge of it isn't that vast at all. I'm I'm, I'm definitely not, not up to speed on it. But I, I remember one of my friends actually was recently walking a section of it. And me, I just looked it up on the map, saw where he was going. I thought oh, I'll run from that section to that section and do an out and back without really realizing what the terrain was like or the elevation. And so I basically I parked in, I think it's Balmaha car park. And then I ran over Conic back towards where, wherever I was going there. I ran out for a few miles. And then ran back so i basically went over chronic and back and for me i'm a i'm a road runner I'm a, i can run well on flat road and that's it nothing else the slightest incline and it's just game over for me so that that was in the legs for a few days so uh yeah i guess just uh yeah what your advice would be on, on if you were going to do your first one and then the second thing again just uh, i don't know if you're aware of that but just a little a shout out i'm, I'm trying not to name drop here but i um, being a former Blackheath and Bromley runner myself, um, obviously I know Phil Sessaman who, who ran really well at the, the London Marathon this year. And I don't know if, you, if that came on your radar. He actually did the West Highland Way, which is phenomenal for me. Less than a week after London this year, he did it over three days. Um, but yeah, on the Saturday, so London's on the Sunday, obviously. And on the Saturday, he, he ran the West Highland Way over, over three days. For a guy who's running a 2.10 marathon, that's impressive.
2: <laughs> I wish I had known that. I was down at London for the marathon. and uh... Right. I think, I think Phil was one of the top three Brits, so I probably presented him with his medal for that. But That's uh, right. I, I wish I'd known he was up, because we stay very close to the the mm. sort of eight mile point in the West Island, where, and I'd have certainly okay. got out to see him if I'd known he'd been there. So there you go, yeah. But it, I mean, I, I, it would be fascinating to see if athletes of that caliber who are still at their peak in terms of the marathon, I'm always fascinated yeah. to see what they could do and what they could deliver against this race. I think yeah. it is quite it's quite different and, and there is a there's there's a need to get used to running on, on trails and on hills, I think. And yeah. one of the things I mean I've never been, been at that level, but from my experience, one of the things I think people maybe underestimate in the first their the first year or first attempt at the trying is the importance of training the quads for coming downhill at a pace because it can absolutely ruin your race if you get that wrong. Equally, yeah. if you can get that right, you can make up an awful lot of time. Yeah. So so that that is, is a key. But on the other hand, I still I've always been a bit of a believer that a good endurance runner is a good endurance runner. And if you put the training and get out onto the type of terrain and train properly, then somebody who's a strong marathon runner will has the potential to do well, I think.
1: Yeah. They're, yeah. they're
2: not they're not two different things. It's the same kind of it's ultimately the same skill base you need to run them it's just yeah. it's just a different focus isn't it and a different training but yeah,
0: yeah. So like Ross ross Edgeley, you know the guy swam around britain and um, he says in his book he's all big on adaptability he's like look you, you get really 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 good at something that you practice all the time so it's just inevitable the more and more you do it the more you'll get better at it it'll be hard at first but eventually you will become like a master at it
2: yeah, and I think I mean, you you'd said what would if you were want to move up to the West Highland Way. I think people who live in the west of Scotland are quite fortunate, and they've got relatively easy access to the route. And my my training was always a lot of it was based around training on the route, and uh, down to the stage of uh, kind of as you've just said, short replication, knowing what each section is likely to take. I mean, when I was going into that race. I knew exactly what I should be able to run each section. I knew where I should be at points in time. And that must have given me an advantage over someone who'd just stepped in the route for the first time, I think. I knew what was coming up. I knew where the big hills were. F- fine looking at a map, but the map doesn't really show how technical the bit north of Inverse Nade is. The only way you really get that is being on it and seeing uh, other bits are much more runnable than, than that. So, so yeah. that was usually, I did a lot of my training most years on the West Highway. Other people say they get a bit fed up with it. They'd rather keep it for the race, they'd rather it's all quite fresh. And again, it comes down to how you want to train. But I, I certainly found that doing the different sections and different parts, building up, uh, you know, just steady build up, start end of December, 25 mile section, build up 35 end of January, or 30-ish end of January, up to 40 end of February forty five end of March get do the fling fifty odd and then yeah. I, I would I would be a bit more specific in in May I would always do a back to back two days where I did a I did from Balmaha to Bridge of Orchid day one and then did Bridge of Orchid to Fort William day two. And that kind of yeah. replicated get not quite tired how you would feel during the race. Now yeah, yeah. people disagree with that and say they, they, they don't like the back to backs they don't like this but that kind of seemed to work for quite a group of us who did it. That was quite successful.
1: Yeah, I guess the trading side of it is, I, I think for me, that's one of the sort of beauties of running. It's it's not an exact science. Um, and yeah, some things work for some others others for others. So, but yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it worked for my, my wife, did it a few times. I kind of helped her through that with some training programmes and so on. And she followed very much the same plan and it worked quite well for her. So five, five weeks out having this big weekend of a, a 43, 35 on the actual route, she wouldn't start taping, nor would I start taping from that stage, but you'd certainly done your longest weekend and you were starting to move in a downward direction before the the, the taper came through. So uh, quite a few of us have used that kind of model over the years and it's worked fairly successfully.
1: My, maybe I could get a wee look at that plan afterwards then.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, no, very welcome, very welcome.
0: But yeah, but no, it's been it's been brilliant, haven't you? No, it was the rest of the time because, you know, we, we, we of get you on because you know you're, you're, you're a big name in, in athletics you no know, not just for running you know the west island way and taking part in it but also with your like professional career you were chair of scottish athletics uh ceo of Lindy's who sponsor the national championships uh the cross-running championships which from power of 10 i see you took part as well and also uk athletics as well you're the chair of uk athletics and that must be quite uh, an exciting time for yourself to be chair of UK Athletics when you've got so many, you know, Scottish athletes, you know, doing really, really well. they you know, representing Britain. You know, Jake Whiteman, you know, being the you know, world champion. Laura Muir, Elish McHoggin, Commonwealth Games champion. You've got an Andrew Butcher as well, world part run, <laughs> uh, world record. You know, you've got so many Scottish athletes performing really well whilst you are the chair of UK Athletics. So how does that make you feel? Yeah. you feel quite proud? It's great. And I,
2: I really felt I really enjoyed that when I was when I was chair of Scottish athletics to see the way these athletes had come on because when, when I started, I, I started as chair of Scottish athletics in 2012. And we just had our London Olympics coming up, I think we ended up with five athletes selected for the London Olympics and none got through the heats. Uh, and right. to see the way that we've kind of developed from there into, Sort of sixteen Scots going to Olympic Games and so on. I think there was maybe nineteen at Rio. I can't I can't remember the exact numbers, but but not only not only going but being competitive and that's just followed through on quite a nice trajectory. We we had we had a spell where Ailey Doyle was winning Olympic medals as part of relay team, and uh, Lee McConnell before her had done that, and then we started to see the likes of Laura. Come through, but now we've got athletes, like the ones you've mentioned, who are actually winning medals at world level as Scots, which is just yeah, yeah. phenomenal. I, I I saw I was in I was in Eugene last year and I, and I saw Jake win his medal and Laura win win her, her medal, and it was just phenomenal. And I, I guess in my new role now, my role is a bit wider. It's it's a it's a British role. Uh, I I want to see all the British athletes develop well. We've got the likes of Keely Hodgson, who's just an incredible talent. That uh, you see others as well.
0: I've got a couple of minutes left or so, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's been amazing having you on, and I thank you again very very much for coming on. Um, what, what I th- I did find a video on YouTube the West Highland Way, uh, put on from this year. Um, and if it's okay with yourself, I we'll going to put that onto our page because I think it. I, I just think it's a great highlight of that day that shows you the scenery of the Scottish countryside. Oh yeah, that, it's a great terrain. video. Isn't it? Yeah, I've right. seen that, awesome. yeah, and I quite like I quite like the finish as well. The finish was a uh, was really good to finish indoors as well. It's, that's a really really nice nice way to finish, you knowing you've got nice warm indoors and a, <laughs> some lots of food and drink yeah. to get into.
2: Yeah, I think that that video was was made by a friend of the race, jo, Josh Hutes, and he's done a tremendous job just trying to encapsulate it. And I think that the whole thing about the West Highland is it's it's just that it's the feel and the community spirit of the whole event that we've got, we've got more than 100 helpers out there people giving up the weekend to be part of what everyone thinks is something very special and uh i i think i think that film really captured that one of yeah. the things i like is that the prize giving at the end just about everybody waits to collect their crystal goblet that, that's finished we have that 12 o'clock in the sunday and the atmosphere in the room is brilliant people for everybody who's finished is, is, is a winner from the person who crossed the line first to the person Crosses the line last, and it's yeah, it's, it's one. I I love it. I, I find that an inspiring weekend. Just being out there with people doing incredible things at all stages of the field, it's it's great.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Any, do you any any other questions for Ian at all?
1: Um, no. Well, just uh, I guess a couple of ones just from people that I know through through the sport. I mean, obviously. Um, now working at UK Athletics um, and previously working with with Scottish uh, Scottish Athletics. I'm just wondering what how how, it, how you know what what the relationships are like working with the different governing bodies. Obviously Scottish Athletics, Welsh Athletics, England Athletics. Um, I know I know a guy myself actually who again going back to my. My Blackie from Bromley Harriers days he was a really really fast runner lots of potential really quick 800 meter runner um I'm not sure what, exactly what his role is but a guy called uh I don't know if you if you've worked with him or uh come across him Ian a guy called Chris Moss Welsh Athletics do you know Chris oh,
2: yeah Chris is very much part of the team it's development as his right his, his his role Chris oversees the whole development programs He's, he, he works with UK but works yeah. very closely with the whole country so yeah
1: yeah, right. We, we, were you aware of just how how quick an 800 meter runner he was back in the day?
2: I wasn't at first, but uh, I, I'd found out subsequently that he was, he was a very top quality runner. Yeah,
1: Yeah. He, he certainly had that that kick we were talking about earlier, so that's for sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I uh, think that what, what I found with it is I'm really pleased the way that the home countries and UK athletics are working closely together, because I think that's been a bit of a, an issue in the past. I think we're all clear on what we do. UK Athletics focuses very much on the top end, world, world teams, Olympic teams, Paralympic teams, and so on. And the whole club development side is down to the the home country bodies. And I think the fact I've worked in both areas probably helps get these boundaries clear. But we have mm. to we have to work together if we're going to have a successful pathway for athletes coming through. They have to be able to come into the sport, yeah, get a great experience great coach and great training all the way through and then be really looked after very well when they get to the top level to be world class and that's that's our objective to try and do that
0: uh so thank you very much for all the information gets in right that was a great conversation about the West Highland way and and your life of of ultra running 24 hours and and your life in UK athletics so far as well it's been uh, thank you very much again for coming on um, it's it for our second podcast, so really.
2: Yeah, no, thanks, thanks, for having me. It's been it's been very enjoyable. Yeah,
0: excellent. Really? Well, thank you. Well,
1: <laughs> okay, so as, as I was saying to, uh, to Sean and, and to yourself just there, we've kind of this is only our, our second one, uh, so we're seeing how how, how we go. Uh, I think it it's going to really take off, but uh, uh we we started with our first guest with, with Derek last weekend with our our quick fire round. So we've we've done it a bit back to front this time around. So I'll just quickly go through go that. Through just- that. We can say thank you all right so question one um your we may have covered this already by the way but your your best achievement or your proudest pb
2: i think my proudest pb that if if I, could, if I could maybe say three i think my my proudest is probably my marathon pb I ran 256 256. at around Inver, Inver- 256 in vercleyden for for locally. 1998 Scottish Championships, and that that was probably my best marathon run. I, right. I, I always felt though, that wasn't my best overall run. I, I ran a 59.07, 10 mile at, around Cumbria one time, okay. which stands out, and I also ran a 117.51 half marathon at Ayr in 1998 yep. as well, and I felt I felt the marathon maybe just didn't quite reflect these times i always felt i had a sub 250 marathon in me but it never happened it's one thing thinking you have and it's another thing doing it
1: I would say. right okay no th- thanks for that and interesting that you mentioned the the marathon we'll, we'll we'll go through our quick fire round i'm sure sean will come back to you with a, a couple of quick questions about that because that's a uh... A place that we we obviously know very well, and uh, we're, um, yeah, we'll ask you a bit, maybe a quick um, bit about that. Uh, second question, and again, I know you're you've obviously got your your UK and Scottish athletics hat on, but feel free to answer this question or, or just give us an independent answer. But we would like to know your favourite male athlete.
2: My, my favourite male athlete. Yes. Uh, ooh. It's, it's very very <laughs> difficult, isn't it? I I, I, I Jake. Whiteman is a, is a the one who springs to mind. Brilliant guy, great yeah. performer, great yeah. credit to our sport. So go with Jake.
1: Great. No, that's that's a great shout. Just just quickly on, on, on the note with, with Jake there, I've, I've only had the privilege of, of sort of meeting him once, and that was a uh, a recent or a few years ago now, Scottish Athletics Awards night. I got, got to chat to Jake. Uh, again, um, there's not really, honestly, not a recurring theme here, but I think I had a, a couple of lemonades that night as well. But, uh, yeah. but I know it's interesting that, uh, I mean, I can't really talk with my accent, but we're talking about the – the, the, the Scottish athletes and I are wearing the Scotland top here but obviously clearly I'm from South of the border but is, is Jake not actually from Dartford um because obviously uh you'll know his dad Jeff as well so so there yeah, you go yeah. yeah okay um moving on so yeah that clearly follows with uh favorite female athlete
2: when I when I was starting my running I think I always found Paula Radcliffe to be my my inspiration she was she was in World Marathon best times and so on. So I would say good back. It's very difficult to say anybody else from the current, you know, because it's a bit like talking about your children. I, I really, I like them all, yeah. Laura. Ailish McColgan, yeah. we've got a very close relationship through the Lindsay side where we, we sponsor. I know Ailish really well. Uh, yeah. Ailey Doyle I've worked closely with in the Scottish Athletics Board. There's so many, but I think picking out one from, as an athlete, yeah. was probably Paula.
1: That's no, that's brilliant. Some some great names there. Like you say, you've got an abundance to choose from there. And uh obviously, yeah, Paula was also Derek's uh shout for last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago. But uh but with with Laura um again uh I, I nearly got myself in in the doghouse in my household because my, my wife was playing netball at um at Scotston and when I went there to watch her uh, Laura was doing a session on on the track. So clearly I just went and watched Laura train while my wife was playing netball, but there you go moving on okay um so uh fourth question uh who's
2: your do you have a football team you support well I I have always tended to I, I've had a number of season tickets over the years I've probably had season tickets about five different clubs I've had season tickets at St Myrne when I was at school in Paisley when I stayed in Ayrshire I had a season ticket Kilmarnock I've had season tickets yep. at Falk and I've had season tickets with my boys at Newcastle so probably newcastle's the team i keep our closest eye on but at the moment oh. Sterling albin is my local team and tends to be the team i'll go and see so
1: well that's that's good to hear yeah but um again um Potter, sorry, sorry Miran were mentioned in the podcast that derek mentioned them about last week and, and this is a strong green at morton household I've got, I've got here so <laughs> we'll, we'll, quick, we'll quickly move on so uh favorite movie uh i'm not
2: i'm not a big movie what at all it's probably something like back to the future which is not only my favorite movie it's probably about the last one I saw I just don't really sit and watch <laughs> films at
1: all okay um and then we've got a few more to go your uh, most interesting person you've met through running
2: I've, I've been really fortunate to meet an awful lot of people through running uh quite a bit of contact with said Cole who all he does is fantastic yeah
1: yeah I've got to
2: know Brendan Foster well right uh, which, which which is great for like steve cram it, i just met an awful lot of of, of great people through that yeah and again it's really hard to single any out i think
1: okay that's fine um th- three to go um favorite session running wise what would your favorite go-to session be
2: i think my favorite session was always a good tempo session where you were pushing with a lot of other other people rather than anything structured i i loved the tempo sessions i i i loved i loved going along the front and truning a night with about 100 mile an hour wind into your face and you're just <laughs> bath, battling with the other folk in that group to get along that was always and back to a real high after that
1: sounds like the esplanade in in greenock so yeah oh, sure
2: sure it's probably the same wind as well <laughs> yeah
1: sure oh, okay and then uh number nine your favorite food favorite food I think I I I
2: enjoy Chinese I, I would probably if you said let's go out for for some meal it would probably be a Chinese I would go out for
1: good shout good shout um I was at the, the Shanghai Shuffle on Friday but again there's <laughs> not a room there so move it and then final question um phobia or pet hate
2: I think my pet hate is at the moment, looking at the way some of the things have gone and some of the way that the debate and discussion has gone, the likes of Twitter, where you have completely polarised views and people not prepared to listen to the the other side, they form a view, they are yeah. 100% right, the other person's 100% wrong, and life's yeah. not like that, life is, a, there's always in between, and you can learn a lot from listening to people, even if you don't agree. So that's probably the thing that frustrates me the most, I think
1: yeah I, I, I kind of agree agree with you on that yeah definitely i i, I know a few people that are, have got their views and they're fixed and, and and that's it you know like you say always you know you, like you say you may not agree with them but you're always happy to, to listen to, to another viewpoint but there you go we, um, we've, we've what,
2: lost we've lost the ability to to debate constructively and and politely It just everything yeah. seems now to be one side or other and yeah good or bad and, and that that frustrates me that's probably my biggest
1: OK, uh, well, that's it from, from me. So thanks a lot. It's been a privilege to, to talk to you. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm sure Sean Gaffney might finish off with a, a quick question. Well, I don't know if you had anything to ask about the Inverpine Marathon, but Sean, I know you're dying to ask a question in relation to our, our mutual friend and, and, and guide and, and and coach, athlete, mentor, Mark Pollard. So, um, Sean, oh. I don't know if you've got anything to finish off with.
0: No, just yourself, you know, Chair of UK Athletics. You know, come on here. Again, thank you very much. Uh, I asked Mark Pollard and he says, sorry, I can't. <laughs> no,
1: are, you, are you not gonna ask the question that you've been asking?
0: What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. I always I used to ask people from Scottish Athletics, what's Mark Pollard's favourite favorite sandwich? And no one ever got an answer for me. I mean, not not, <laughs> well, I've, not I've even no from idea. Mark. Not
2: even from <laughs> Mark. <laughs> I've no idea. Mark, Mark, Mark's done a great job. And it's, it's it's one of the things I like to see, that Mark, the way Mark's come through and others I've mm-hmm. I've developed into Scottish athletics a bit like the athletes to some extent that the, the the people involved in the in the staffing side have worked their way through. Marks now looking after the performance side and it's it's been it's been great. It's it's uh, really...
1: even yeah. Mark's a great guy. Obviously, me and Sean have both had the privilege of knowing him quite quite well. Um, I've obviously, I've only got to know him in in sort of more recent years since I've been up this this neck of the woods. But yeah, he's a he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. even his determination as well. No double. Scottish cross country champion and even though he's he's nowhere near the level he was at before obviously working very hard at his job he's now got a kid and stuff now but he's still there every Tuesday like keeping us honest and (laughs) making sure we're working hard and you know so that's the kind of guy he he likes to see people do well and he'll do whatever he can to help people as well so yeah. He does. He does.
2: And I would I would never underestimate the I mean to me being the Scottish National Cross Trunk Country Champion was one of these things that throughout the time I was running I always felt was a was a yeah. massive achievement. And something that you can never take away from people. Yeah. I, I always loved that. That was one of the, the best the best club days you could have. You've got you know the, the full length of the field. It was an event I always loved taking part in. But you know, for Mark, I've won that twice, as you say, is a great, great achievement.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just she was a kind of calibre athlete he is, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on, Ian. And thank you again for coming on. And hopefully, from this, maybe from this podcast, you'll see a lot more people taking interest in the, in the West Highland May race as well. Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> no, thank you very much. And good good luck with the podcast. Hope, hope it goes well.
0: Thanks, Thanks very much.
2: much. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers then.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.